0: Hey, it's good to see you welcome back it is monday monday and the a's are on the road it's a travel day we'll tell you all about what happened this weekend but first uh, i'm wayne coy and i'm your host of locked on A's. it's nice to be here with you every single day in fact if you are an everydayer make sure that you let us know that in the comments and we'll be happy to uh, shout you out for the world to know all about it on the locked on podcast network so thanks for that subscribe if you can. It really does mean a lot. You can give us a thumbs up. We like that too, of course. And the main thing is that we hear from you. So go ahead, comment section there for you to use on YouTube. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, that's a good place to do it. If you're just listening to the podcast, not watching it, uh, or even if you are, just send the the tweet, uh, direct message, whatever you want to do. Uh, Oh, they don't call them tweets anymore. I forgot that. So your post, I'm not going to get used to that, just so you know. It is at Locked On A's, so do that, and then, uh, you know, we'll communicate, right? We'll get together. We'll have your people call my people, and they'll do lunch. I don't even have people. Yesterday at the Coliseum, well, 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 it was uh, a chance for the A's to actually win the series with the Detroit Tigers three games to one. Uh, Did they do it? Uh, No, they didn't. But what was notable right off the bat in yesterday's game, besides the fact that it was – Miguel Cabrera's last opportunity to play baseball in Oakland. Um, What was notable beyond that was, look at the lineup. Look who's hitting leadoff. Can you believe it? Yeah. Esty up at the top instead of number nine or on the bench. So, you know, immediately I'm happy, right? Ruiz leads off. And what did he do? Well, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He did not disappoint. Mr. Ruiz... Leads off, drives a single right between uh, short and third. And then on the very first pitch to Zach Geloff, boom, he's off like a cannonball. And you knew he would be. There's a record that he's he's got, I think, on his mind, because I sure do. And that's a stolen base number 94. Came in with 93, so he steals second, and that is uh, number 94. And then with Geloff still at the plate, he takes off for third base, but this time... I think he still got a pretty good jump, but what happened was an outstanding throw. Uh, the catcher for the Tigers was able to uh, to put it on him. That's, uh, of course, Zach Rogers behind the plate. He does have an arm, and uh, he threw a bullet to third base. Nevin put the tag down, and he was called out. But the only thing is, if you watch the replay, and I encourage you to do that, I think he was safe. I think he was. I think his hand was across... Before he got tagged, not much before, but before no challenge on the play, which I was a little surprised that uh, Mark Kotze did not uh, challenge that play, but uh, he didn't. So the game had to go on from there. It could have and should have been number 65 though. Anyway, strong start for JP Sears who had four strikeouts in the first two innings, including the second where he struck out the side, not to be outdone. Eduardo Rodriguez, remember, I want to stay in Detroit, that guy. Uh, he retired the next six A's batters after the Ruiz single uh, in a row, and it looked like we were going to settle in for a good old pitcher's duel. But then JP ran into some trouble, Tiger trouble, we'll call it. Top of the third, a double to Meadows, and then after that, a walk to Matt Veerling. And then there was one of those plays. You, know, you see them every so often. It's what they call miscommunication. And it happens just like me miscommunicating with the table just now I did. I completely dropped my notes on the ground. It's okay. I remember miscommunication between the outfielder that would be right fielder Brent Rooker and the infielder that would be again, second baseman Zach Geloff. Uh, Rooker came in, got a little bit of a late break. Zach went back. And I think uh, I'm not sure anybody called anybody off. And unfortunately it turns into, um, a ball off of Geloff's glove. I thought for a second he might actually catch it. Um, and that loads the bases for Detroit, okay? Then Spencer uh, Torkelson comes up and um, he hits another soft fly ball. But this one goes just over the infielders and in for a two-run Tiger lead. So it's two-zip Detroit. And then with two on, Sears walks Miggy and that's loading the bases again but he gets out of it, escaping with uh, any more damage done because he struck out uh, Jake Rogers, which is only fitting. That's payback for that throw down to third, by the way. Uh, um, Fly out to right field uh, by Nevin, and that's it. So it easily could have been way worse than that. Really lucky to only get out of that with just the two runs scoring. But to be honest with you, it really wouldn't matter because in the long run, one run would have done it yesterday. That would have been enough for Detroit to actually win the game. They earned the series split 2-0 shutout win. Tiger shortstop Javi Baez reminding everybody why just a couple years ago he was a gold-glove shortstop because Bro can pick it. Yes, he can. He put on a clinic yesterday. Now, for the A's, it was their Major League Baseball worst, 108th loss of the year, and that uh, does tie the 1979 Oakland A's, the aforementioned A's for the worst record Uh, ever in Oakland, most losses for an Oakland A's team. And I was curious to see what the franchise record was, so I had to go look it up. I don't know why I didn't know this. You'd think I'd know this, right? Excuse me. (coughs) 1916. Yeah, that was the year. The Philadelphia A's lost 117. Well, we're not going to get there, are we? That's good. Even if they lost all six of their remaining games, we're not going to get there, are we? Nope. We'd end up three better than the 16 A's. So for that reason, I'm out. No, for that reason, I feel pretty good. Uh, behind the 1916 A's was just not a good time for the A's. Uh, the Philly A's of 15 lost 109. Now that we could tie. In fact, we probably will. Our next loss will put us at 109, and that would be uh, an all-time Oakland A's record for sure. But anyway, what you going to do? What you going to do when they come for you? Even in the loss, there were some highlights, which I always look for. I try to find the good news buried somewhere, right? So as I mentioned, uh, SD steals two bases, yay, 64-65 now. And he's he, with his two for four, I think proving he should be up at the top of the order, like we continue to say, all right? Now he's just one away from tying the all-time rookie record, Kenny Lofton. Set that back in 1992. We'll see uh, how long it takes. He'll probably do it in the first game in Minnesota. That's my guess. Just a guess. Uh, JP finishes with five innings pitched. Okay. Uh, Just the two runs. And he walked two, struck out seven. So very good. And that, again, was start number 31 for JP Sears, who leads the team by a mile in that category. A very good job of the bullpen, too. And, you know, I have not hesitated to uh, point out the deficiencies in our bullpen. I mean, I'm quick to to react, but I also want to tell you, you catch somebody in the act of doing something right, that's a good thing. So Adrian Martinez, stellar. Uh, Kyle Muller, great. And then uh, wrapping it up, Zach Neal, just up. And he pitched uh, great as well. All of them combined for four scoreless innings uh, out of the pen. Yes, I said innings, and I meant innings, out of the pen. And, you know, there's something to build on. I think at this point of the season, that's all you can do just keep looking for what you can build on, trying to build a positive story. And it's hard to do when you lose 108 games, right? And it was a very emotional uh, series in general, but especially a day yesterday, because it was the last home game of the year. And even though I'd say it's 99% sure that the A's are coming back, they do have a lease, they are cheap. It's too expensive, I think, for them even, but we'll see i think the only thing that could make them even think about not coming back would be the fact that they are going to be kind of lame ducks for a few years so there's a thought maybe at least you get better fan response if you weren't in oakland i don't know that i buy that the response yesterday was certainly great and in every way shape and form starting with the chanting fans coming across from bart you know walking across the walkway Kind of an organized March but it looked great everybody well in this wearing the uh, cell shirts. In fact, I think I counted at one point behind home plate. You know those those real cherry seats that are right behind home that you always see. I think there were seven right seven or eight cell shirts in clear view for pretty much the whole game. That works. I like that. Okay, what else? Well, the overall mood, of course was a little somber, I think, because you know, you're getting to the end of something in this case, the season, and maybe you see the writing on the wall. One thing is for sure, if they do come back to Oakland, they will know where they're playing, Uh, whether it's going to be in Oakland, or Las Vegas, that will have been determined over 13,000 at the game yesterday, big airplane message flying over the Coliseum before the game that said Doris, come get your kid, sell the team. Yeah. Somebody's got, a, I think, some dis- disposable dollars there because those don't come cheap, but message delivered. It was very cool, got media coverage, so definitely worth the, uh, the investment. Huge Oakland banner got unfurled in the right field bleachers. My only bitch here is I thought it was extremely cool when they, they put that thing out. But whoever is in charge of security, I mean, we love fan, you know, Fanatics. They're great, and they are sponsors, and I get it. They pay for some space there. But it's logo 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 i mean you can see it right part of their big banner that they unfurled opposite of that would be furled just keep that in mind once they let it go um it covered up a little bit of the fanatics um scoreboard message you know their logo and security comes running over like you know like it was world war three or something come on gotta let the fans be fans over and above Oh, I do want to mention the tent sale. That was the one thing that did make me kind of go, hmm, because the tent sale, unlike any other tent sale before, uh, everything must go. I was waiting for them to bring out, like, office desks, (laughs) you know, the coffee pot from the break room. I mean, it wasn't quite that bad, but there was a lot of, like, expensive memorabilia that it seemed like they were like, whatever, I don't care if Dave Stewart signed it, let it go. Mark McGuire spikes, sure, go. We got to make room here. that's the vibe I got. I don't know if that's accurate or if that's even anything to be tripping on, but I kind of was for a minute. Anyway, beyond that, feeling like a moving sale more than a tent sale, I'd say over and above it all, it was great to see the A's fans show not only how passionate they are, we are, thank you, not only how loyal we are or how loud we are, how crazy we can be, besides that, we know the game. You got to play the game. And boy, did, uh, did we, you know, I think, show up. Miggy's last stand. It's Miguel Cabrera in his last plate appearance in Oakland. And as you would hope we would do, everybody in the stadium on their feet to give him a standing ovation and uh, let him know that his career is appreciated. And that went a lot further than a cheap bottle of wine. I'm going to tell you that right now. So that was very cool and then you know did tony kemp play his last game in oakland i don't know if you saw his tweet today it kind of sounds like he did is you know he put his jersey up and you know there was a, a lot of dirt on the front which meant he got a chance to get it dirty and he was just saying that uh he loves oakland and you know what oakland loves him right back the guy was great in the community spent four years here and uh, you know just i think proved to everybody that, uh, that he cares. And when you give back like that, don't think people don't notice because they do. Today's show brought to you by sleeper swing for the fences. Don't forget, you can get up to 100 times your money, just download the sleeper app, and then use the promo code. It's locked on. And I've got a question for you. And that is, have you burnt your last piece of toast? Well, you certainly hope so. Have your avocados gone soft? For the final time, is that hot sauce bottle empty? These are all questions we ask. If we're DoorDash and we've got grocery delivery, it's important to know. You ask yourself the question, then you say, hey, would I like to get my groceries delivered right? Well, of course you would. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver the food to you, you know, from the restaurants for all this time. And now you're gonna find out what they can do with thousands of grocery stores participating right in your neighborhood, help out your local economy, of course and get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value. Just use the code. It's locked on MLB. When you check out limited time offer terms to apply 50% off up to 20 bucks. That's a savings. No delivery. That's zero delivery fee on your first order. Download the DoorDash app in the app store and then just enter the code locked on MLB. You will be glad that you did. I knew that you could. Well, it's been five days. It's been five days since Tim Kewen's shot across the bow. Actually, a very cool and in-depth article that he wrote for ESPN.com five days ago. The uh, article is notable for one, its length, uh, two, for its depth, both aforementioned. But besides that, John Fisher actually uh, being interviewed, apparently for 75 minutes. So we got to find out sort of what's in his head, Dave Cavill's head, not much, but we found out what was there. The article's title alone worth the price of admission. Oakland versus the A's, the inside story on how it all went south to Las Vegas. Okay. Um, So the, uh, the fallout, it continues five days after this article dropped. A reaction? Yeah, most of it is um, really negative. Okay, and if you're somebody who's like good, well, I get that emotion. Uh, certainly, the A's are like, wait a minute, this maybe blew up in our face a little bit. I think the edict was get out there and do the press. And if you notice, that's what John Fisher did. This guy's been a recluse, like the you know his entire business life. You've never seen him. Well, you barely seen him, and you certainly have never heard him. Uh, that's the way he likes it. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I think Rob Manfred in baseball went to him and said, look, we're trying to relocate you. You got to prove that you can, you know, tell everybody why you need to move. And to do that, you got to use the press. So let the interviews begin. And he did a couple of softballs. I'll give you that one with, uh, uh, Raj Mathai, which is just uh, why do we even bother? Right. But then this one, uh, there's some meat on the bone, which I really like. And yeah, the fallout does continue in the story. Cue describes in detail how Oakland Mayor Sheng Tao was blindsided by John Fisher, Dave Cavill and the gang who informed her via a late night phone call. Actually, two phone calls back in April that the A's were putting Oakland off to the side. And as far as they were concerned, it's forever because now no more parallel paths. We're going to focus everything on Las Vegas. We're going to move to Vegas. Thank you, Miss Miss Mayor. And then they hung up the phone. Now, even though this is according to her and other people who were privy to this information, the A's and the city were apparently closer to getting a deal done for a ballpark than they ever have been, ever, ever, ever. To the point where they were calling their next meeting the summit. It had a name because they thought they were going to put it all to bed. And then this happened. Apparently less than $100 million apart in terms of what they were asked to provide and what they did and could have all been worked out. Well, when we last left the two of them in any sort of discourse, meaning the two of them, Rob Manford, commissioner, and Oakland's mayor, Mayor Tao, um, there was a little snipping back and forth, not a lot, but a little, because the mayor went to, to, uh, well, she went to bat for her city and to try to keep the A's it up, going to Seattle right during the All-Star Game uh, period. In fact, I think it was the day before, might have been, or the two days before. The All-Star Game, they got together. Uh, Commissioner Manfred did grant the meeting, and depending upon who you believe, Mayor uh, Tao brought up the fact that, listen, the lease is up next year, but we should probably talk about an extension because you're going to need some place to play if you do go to Las Vegas, even though the whole purpose of our trip is to tell you why um, You shouldn't, and what we've done up to this point to prove why you shouldn't. She had a whole report, you know, not just a report, but 31 copies of the report that she wanted Major League Baseball to distribute. Now, whether they did or not, I don't know. I mean, it's starting to sound like maybe not, right? But yeah, they talked a little bit about uh, the lease extension, and the mayor went so far as to say, and I don't know if she said this in these meetings specifically, but she has said that. We'll consider maybe exp- extending the lease beyond 2024, but then athletics or A's stay in Oakland or athletics and A's. And so does the logo and any other trademark. Las Vegas, you'll get the team. They'll move there, but they will be a brand new team with new branding. You know, maybe the Aviators. I don't know. <clears throat> you know, the Stars. I always thought that was a cool name back when they had a minor league team. But anyway, that's, uh, that's the loggerheads that were sort of, set in motion, but there hadn't really been a whole lot until now. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred is lashing out at the mayor, saying in an interview with the San Francisco Chronicle, quoting, I know, and I'm going to make sure I get this right, I know everyone wants to pile on the A's and MLB. But I do think in fairness, people have to look at what Mayor Tao has done and not done. She's great on MLB did this wrong, and John Fisher did this wrong, and did she really handle it well? I don't think so, end quote. That's from Commissioner Manfred. Dang, dang. Well, he continues. I understand that this is a rough time for Mayor Tao, and it looks like she's gonna lose yet another franchise from the Bay Area. That is unfortunate, but I think we have gotten to the point that she's not telling people the truth. Double dang. That You just called her a liar, right? The commissioner of baseball is calling the mayor of Oakland a liar. Out in the middle of the street like the Wild Wild West has his gun ready to go, and that was the shot that was fired. So, Oakland Mayor, Tao, it is your turn. Well, she didn't have anything to say because she spoke through her spokesperson, Lee Hansen. Lee Hansen, chief of staff, city of Oakland, for the mayor, um, had this to say. And again, I quote, I think it is disingenuous and unfortunate, (laughs) end quote. He also told the Chronicle, and I quote here, the topic of an extension of the Coliseum lease definitely came up. I was in the room, end quote. So all of this according to Manfred is, and I'm going to quote here about your ass being covered at this point. He's talking about the city and the mayor. And his reply, uh, as it relates to Hansen, he said, he is a hatchet person. Okay. And he said, and I quote, the entire meeting was about a proposal that they wanted presented to keep the A's in Oakland. So why would they be talking about an extension and making demands about what would happen if they were to go to Las Vegas? The whole purpose of the meeting was to convince us that they had a proposal to stay in Oakland. It makes no sense, and it also is not true." End quote, and triple dang. Because again, the commissioner has called the mayor a liar. And he finishes by saying, Quote, we never talked about expansion. We never talked about her keeping the A's name. There was never a conversation about these alleged demands. That's kind of quietly calling her a liar again, right? And then Hanson, speaking for the mayor, did not back down. Oh, no, in fact, a little bit of a double down. He said about the conversation about the lease. He said the mayor has been consistent in her commitment to keep the A's in Oakland and, quote, We will leave it to the fans, be us, to decide who's telling the truth here, Mayor Tao or Commissioner Manfred. And at this point, their reputations speak for themselves, end quote. That was again, Hanson talking about the commissioner. Quadruple dang, that's a lot of dangs in one story. Meanwhile, the relocation committee continues what they're supposed to do, which is whatever they're doing. And they're going to have a vote in November in Arizona. That's coming up. So we'll just have to wait until then. But, ooh, the fur is flying. Ooh, I'm going to tell. So that's what's happening right now. We'll keep you, obviously, up to date with everything that's going on as we watch and see. The A's, in the meanwhile, are packing their bags. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, let's talk about Sleeper and the Sleeper app, the MLB playoffs, right around the corner. Here they come. In fact, the Twins, who were playing have already, you know, got their division wrapped up the AL Central, they'll be in the playoffs. So, you know, pick your poison. Who do you like out there? Is it Ronald Acuna? Do you want to maybe put a little bit of money on SD to be able to, to get it done that record you could do that if you wanted to home runs hits, strikeouts, it's all there for you up to 100 times payout sleeper. Yeah, get your picks in, get them right and you can win big entries can be made in under a minute. So it's quick and it's painless. And for a guy like me, it's easy, which is very important. To use promo code LOCKED ON, and you're going to get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. So the A's are off today, and uh, then they'll be opening up a series in Minnesota, taking on those Twinkies. It's a three game series with the AL Central champs. Pretty good team there in Minnesota. Target Field. At least we can, while we're there, maybe measure that place again and go, okay, is this gonna fit really seriously at Tropicana and uh, and Vegas Boulevard? Because that's a a small piece of land that they're sitting on. So maybe we should take some measurements, but we'll be taking the measure of the twins with Paul Blackburn on the mound for the A's. He will be opposed by uh, none other than right-hander Bailey Ober. And then on Wednesday, second game of the series, it's Joey Estes, the rookie, taking on Pablo Lopez. Wrapping it up on Thursday, it's Luis Medina versus Sonny Gray. Ah, oh, Sonny Gray. Ah, oh, Sonny Gray. All right. The question of the day, I always like to give you those when we get them. Let's share it. Question of the day it was posed yesterday by my wife, Nancy. Fifth inning, watching the game. A's and the Tigers. Fans are being loud. Fans are being rowdy. And my wife, Nancy, looks at me and says, who is Salvatine? I said, what? She said, who is Salvatine? And I said, I think, I think you mean Sal Bando. She goes, no, Salvatine. Everybody keeps chanting, Salvatine, Salvatine. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I got a great laugh out of it, I'll tell you that. Salvatine, thanks for making locked on a's your first listen every day i do appreciate that big time again if you could subscribe that means uh the world to us here at, at the locked on network we we love that if you give us a thumbs up if you like it if you like what you're hearing digging the content uh just like being around for each show i appreciate that very much so do what you can there and uh come on back because we'll be back here again doing another locked on a's and uh that should be fun because I'm not sure if we can beat the Twins. There's really nothing to play for for either team. So will we win a game or two, or will SD be able to get that record? I don't know, but I do know this. I know we're locked on A's, and guess what? We are every every single day. So we'll see you next time. I'm Wayne Coy. Take care, and keep on swinging.